Maybe we should stop eating. Why? Because we're recording. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not a writer. Okay. Picture it, pink pants and a floral shirt. <laughs> Shall we begin? Always start. <clears throat> I just like to make sure that we're clear. <laughs> and now you can <laughs> because I can see it. <laughs> Good morning. What's up, guys? It's your boy Ramon, and this is Reese coming to you from. Uh... <laughs> oh, you set me up for that one. Don't don't give me that. We are coming to you live from a secluded location in the DMV area. Am I supposed to say something after? No. If you're just tuning in. <laughs> right. <laughs> if this is your first time here, welcome. Okay, welcome. Um, and if you're coming, coming back, have a seat. We appreciate you coming back. Of course. We we love our listeners. Uh, we know who some of you are. Your feedback, your post. Yes. Tagging us and stuff. so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank we you. We really you. appreciate it. Um, we're happy for what we're delivering like it makes us feel good inside it does because i feel like people are relate so the whole point the whole premise was that we would have conversations that were relatable mm -hmm. and i feel like everyone that i've talked to that i know personally mm -hmm. is like oh my god i be sitting there talking to y'all and i'm like yes that's what it's supposed to be because it's a whole conversation with a whole friends. conversation yeah so we definitely appreciate like um ramon said the feedback the posting the um all of that, just just putting us out there, like we appreciate it, and we're we're looking forward to doing more and more and more. We're on an episode, so I have to shout out episode eleven because eleven is my favorite number. We are on eleven. We are okay. on eleven, so it's my favorite shout number. Out. It's my birthday. Um, so yeah, I'm super super excited about this episode. It's a little bit not. I wouldn't say it's different. It's another conversation. Yeah, the conversation. Uh, yeah, it's not. Um, also, uh, some of our listeners don't know. So when Reese and I record, we're always drinking champagne. <laughs> and I know that Reese says good morning, but hell, champagne <laughs> is good at any time of day. Any time of the day. So we we don't know when you guys are listening, but if you ever get a chance to listen in the house, chilling, pop a bottle of champagne. Two glasses in, hit play on us, and and go right, and go, and because we do, yeah. <laughs> and then and then when you feel the need, like write down a question or shoot us a, I was gonna say shoot us a text, but that give us your feedback, like. Yeah. Let us know um, what you thought. And if it's on one of those episodes when Reese and I are on two, two uh, <laughs> different ends of the conversation, let us know who side you Who do you agree with? Because <laughs> I know. Ramon, I think Ramon goes against me just for the sake of going against me sometimes. I do. I absolutely And I'll be do. like. And it is fun. But it doesn't. <laughs> because I think it's fun to him because I really get wrapped up in it. I'll be like, no, but how do you not see? Like, you know how you know your friends and you'd be like, okay, we're going to see. We're going to see the yeah. same point of this topic and then we get into the topic and i'm like like the last one yeah i mean I, as my friend naturally i see your point of view because i know you and i know that's how you think that's how you process but also as your friend i'm going to challenge your thinking and your process to give you that different point of view so therefore you're you're not just looking at one thing one sided. You always gotta look at the other side as well. Exactly. So that that's why I do it. Completely I completely and I get it. It makes complete sense and that's why we're here. That's Absolutely. why we're here with a little R and R. We're here, y'all. Um, before we get started, uh guys, um prior to us recording this particular episode. Uh, rest in peace. Um, our prayers go out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's family. Um, it was announced that she did pass away this evening. Um, so definitely rest in peace to her. And this is another reason why it's very important that we get out and vote this year. Um, we do just want to make that loud and clear. They say tell someone that you know. And honestly, you guys are, are the people that we know. Um, as of right now, so definitely please get out there and vote this November. And she was on the Supreme, she was a Supreme Court justice. And if you know or don't know, they make a lot of decisions that Roe versus Wade, um, situation itself that, that that's fine. It's, it's on mute. So it should, 
we shouldn't pick up any sound from that. Sorry about that, guys. Um, a lot of major decisions that have shaped um, the United States as far as who has rights in and everything like that. Those major cases have gone to the Supreme Court. Some she has voted on. Uh, she basically helped pave the way for LGBTQ rights, um, civil rights things as well. And as we see um, this particular president put on shit shows in front of the camera behind the scenes, he has stacked the courts, um, especially in that federal state level. He has stacked the courts. I think I read somewhere that he has appointed more judges in his four years than Obama and Bush did in their mm. eight years. Mm. Mm. So he's been working and, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, what he's been saying on camera and everything like that, but he's been working behind the scenes and those appointees, they are a lifetime. Like people that get appointed to this, they don't retire today. Like a good 80 pushing 90 mm-hmm. years old. Like they are in there and you have to think that these people are going in young, 30, maybe 45, I'm not sure the particular age, but they're young going in and they're going to be there for a long time. A long periodical time. So, outside of, again, outside of our presidential election, make sure you guys are voting for those local elections as well, because those people help shape your community, where you live and everything like that, and those particular changes that you want to see, and make sure you read up on who is actually running and who you need to vote for as well. Has your best interest. Look at yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they have their bios and things like that. And you're, you're going to hear about what they're for. Just, you know, you, you look into what they've done. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. a very important part. Yeah. What have they done? And um, what, what is the vision? What lately? is the vision? What's the what's the way ahead? I mean, it, it, and I feel like the way ahead can be anything. But if it aligns with what's been done, then to me, that makes sense. When mm-hmm. you're listening to somebody talking about they're going to do 50,000 things and you're just like, well, how when you haven't done anything mm. close to that? Then, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. a whole problem. So mm-hmm. pay attention. Like um, Ramon said, vote. Get Please out there do. and vote. I mean, Please you know, do. we... we, we we have to create this space. And and um, we're going to tell y'all vote for every episode leading up to the November election. Every time we start this podcast, you're going to hear us tell you go vote. So just do it. I mean... Early voting started in Virginia today. So and the Virginia, line was, was wrapped around the corner. So if you have early voting in your state, definitely take advantage of it. But definitely get out there and do it. Help those senior citizens, those people that are not able to get out to the polls, especially during this pandemic. Y'all stay six feet apart, can't crowd, so... Wear your mask. It's a lot that we got to do, but it's all going to be worth it in the end, Um, especially if we all get out there and do what we need to do. Exactly. Okay. That was was announcements, bitch. That was announcements. (laughs) I wasn't. Le- I need to take a drink on that. One. I wasn't right. I thought it was at church. Let <laughs> me just sit here and just take it all in. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. Yes. So, um, moving on from that, we're getting to the topic. Let's get into the topic. Go ahead, Reese. Can you introduce us? I'm going to introduce you to the topic. Okay. Hold on. So, right. Real quick. Do you remember that Fantasia and um, Jennifer Hudson song? They did like a woman to woman type of song. I'll play it for you after this. And I can't remember if it was Jennifer or Fantasia. Like, um, You're talking about the one where she called and she was like, yeah, um, she was, yeah I'm his only woman. Yeah. yeah. And, and she was like, um, I can't remember if it was Fantasia or Jennifer's like, I, I need know. to introduce myself. She's like, you don't need to introduce. <laughs> like, I don't need no introduction. Right. I am Jennifer I'm, I am his woman. I am Jennifer Hudson. If this was three years ago, no, I would like, yes. <laughs> where did that come from? I'm sorry. Like, because I say introduce. Oh. That's why. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, we do share a man, but no, I'm playing. Joking, kidding. Let's. We do. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. We do. We in a whole. Anyway, the topic for today, <laughs> what we um are talking about today is insecurities, but not only insecurities, but finding that security in your insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, I don't even know how I came up with this topic. I can't remember the, the premise behind I, it. I think we were talking about something else and it the, it just clicked. It clicked. Yeah. So 
we give y'all a lot of um, behind the scenes. So the way that we come up with our topics is legit having conversations. It's on the fly. Like, legit. We'll be talking about something and... We'll be like, ooh, that's good. That's and, good. And, 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 and it, it, it'll be a moment where we're like, we're, we're having the actual conversation and then normally it's Vermont. We'll say, okay, stop. We'll just save this for an episode. We'll make write that episode. down. Write that down. Right. <laughs> and then I have these all these ideas in my head and I'd be like well that's not a, that's not a whole episode that's not a whole episode and Ramona would be like no we're gonna spin it like this and do it like that and it's gonna be an episode so here we are talking about our insecurities and becoming secure in them um everybody has them so I think it's a good conversation I'm everyone sure, does I'm feeling like um, people are gonna be able to relate so I can kick it off if you want to um of course I do one of my insecurities was my look well wait no no wait before you get there, um, definition. Oh, yeah. You already right. got there? I, I, we already stepped out there. But let's go to the definition of... I mean, we all know what insecurity is. Y'all, y'all, this tells you what type of person Reese is. He just jumps right into it. <laughs> he he don't give you no kind of foreplay. He like, bitch, I'm here. What's <laughs> up? Do let's do, do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't have a funny story about that, but that's another time. <laughs> No, read the definition. the definition. I mean, granted, we all know, but I, I think a definition is good because it, it, it works. Yeah. So the definition of um, insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety. Let me roll it back. The definition of insecurity is the uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, mm. the lack of confidence. So that's the definition. And it makes sense. I mean, it's not one of those things that's hard to figure out. So... Insecurity. One of mine is growing up with my looks, right? So, um, I think growing up when you're a kid, and I think this is where... So, I I look at it from a, a perspective of when I was growing up, I was always, oh my God, he's so smart. Like, people would always... That was my compliment. The compliment to my mother. Oh my God, he's so smart. And he's so... Like, I would have, I guess, intelligent conversations with adults. Because mm. I thought... I think oh, you stayed in adult conversations. I was wrong. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Coach Ellen, ooh, With... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> my mother would be like, go on about your business, but I would be ear to the walls listening. So, they would always be like, he has intelligent conversation. I'm sure it's because my mother... We, I mean, she talked to me regularly. Mm-hmm, so... Right. But then you have your friends or your cousins or your family, whatever, that, oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. And I was never the cute one. I was just the smart one, which in hindsight, okay, it, it, it doesn't really matter. But I think that's, that's kind of where it started. Like thinking back, I can remember not being, like I can remember certain people around me, friends of mine or whatever. They, oh, he's so cute. He's so adorable. Da, 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 da. And it was just like, oh, he's cute. I mean, he's smart. And I was like, okay. So then you grow up in that. And then... um you know, middle school, elementary, all of that, it, it's it's a tough time for anybody, I feel like. Um, I think that I just always felt like I wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it became a thing. I never was like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. Like, I never had that moment. But I just never, I always felt like I wasn't the one. Like, you know, there in high school, there's that guy. Um, there's, or that girl, you know, the, the one that everybody is drawn to or whatever. I was never him. And so, um, yeah. So that was one of my insecurities. <laughs> Do you relate? Ooh. First I'm asking. No, bitch, because I'm a bad bitch and I've been once. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, no. <laughs> um, but really, um, I dealt with looks as well. And like I said, I think it's just a thing growing up. Naturally, you... Family will tell you that, you know, you're cute and smart and everything like that because it's your family that, well, I can't say naturally because there are some people that don't get that positive reinforcement from family Mm -hmm. um, itself. Um, It's the outside factors of people that don't know you that start to play on that, your looks and your insecure, and I guess that's when insecurities will start to be form because your family can tell you that you're cute you're small all, all day but if you mean a change like why your eye look like that right. why your hair look like exactly. that why, why you know what i mean why so, is your nose so big right. that was why my nose so big. Your, big, your nose is so big so yes looks for me um played a part because I, one i was always skinny mm-hmm. so i was always this 
skinny guy. So mm-hmm. I was always skinny. I'm not going to grow. And of course, you got the family that make the jokes as far as, oh my God, I wish I was just as I wish I was skinny. And my mind is like, well, I want to gain some weight. Some weight. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think like this is good. And right. um, I didn't like, I had to wear glasses before I was. Well, yeah, I'm blind. Um, no, well, I know you not wear glasses. Now, so when did you start wearing glasses? I, I started wearing glasses. I want to say middle school. Okay, but I didn't grow up in like the the riches of homes or whatever. So I think like my glasses came from like I don't know, like the state or whatever. Like these people, they came to the school and you know they did mm-hmm. prescription. They gave me glasses. I didn't like those glasses, but they were the glasses I had. Um, so and I wasn't uh I wasn't among the popular kids. Really? So I wasn't. That is so weird. I wasn't. No, that is I so weird. I was not popular at all. Like I was the skinny I was the skinny guy. I didn't have the clothes per se, fashions really? or whatever. What all, all that jazz. When you I think didn't, you know your friends. No, I <laughs> was I li- I was not. So I had Glasses that the the arm broke off, so of course I had tape on the side of my glasses or crazy glue because I tried to put the arm back on. Um, so yeah, oh that my. that that was me. And so what's crazy is, and the, the, I'm I'm sitting here like wow because I wouldn't have thought one, but we had kind of the same experience. Only I don't think that while I wasn't popular necessarily, I was friends with everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had, there was pop, like, in my group, I felt like we were popular. Um, I was, my personality has always been this. I, no, I was a loner. I was picked on. Well, you're um, only child, too. I'm only child. So, I was kind of, and I grew up in inner city, but my mom didn't allow me, well, I don't want to say allow. She protected me from, like, that inner city life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not as aggressive, mm-hmm. uh, hood per se type of person. So no disrespect I'll, to y'all right. hood buggers from Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna, we, we, I'm gonna I'm try to keep moving with the show. So <laughs> I wasn't. I you know I went home. I watched you know my my movies or you know my superhero stuff or whatever like that. So I was picked on. I was different. I was quiet. I you know wow. so the people that were <clears throat> hard like the people that would pick on me picked on me because I was quiet. I was weak. I was soft. Right. Um. In a sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Type of situation. So yeah. That 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 was so not really directly directly um related to me to having insecurities but just a quick question cuz I just want to know. At what point or was there a point where when you were getting picked on that you decided that you had to fight back? Like you, did you realize? So for me, from my experience, people did the same thing to me. So I wasn't there. I wasn't super masculine, obviously. I am I am the adult version of my child. Hmm. So personality is kind of the same. Um I'm outgoing. I had, like I said, I had my friends and I was cool with some of the other people. I don't think I was in the in crowd necessarily, but I was okay with that. I was good in the space that I was in. I just wasn't as secure, but I feel the same way. I feel like I was tried. Like when people didn't know who I was, you know, in school or whatever, they would try me. And so that's, I felt like in, I feel like in the ninth grade, ninth, tenth grade is when I started getting into fights. Like at least I got into one significant fight every year until I graduated. Oh no. So you didn't, you never. I mean, I got, I got into fight. My fights were in middle school. I didn't get into fights in high school. Oh yeah, they was trying me in high school. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in in middle school, it middle school was pretty much that inner city middle school. I was the quiet guy with glasses that would be picked on. I, I got into maybe one fight there. You know, I fought, I fought back. You know, you fight. I, mm-hmm. I grew up in the inner city. I had cousins. Right. Um, but I was. I mean, I was soft. I was the weird guy. Like I wasn't that is crazy. I me. wasn't. I, in a sense, I was sheltered <laughs> because my mom wouldn't let me. She, she didn't. She want- did, I. I what? I wouldn't be out there getting dirty, running around with the boys, <laughs> um, wrestling, playing in dirt, baseball, like 
all that jazz, I probably didn't do. If I went to my father's side, then I had the freedom. Okay, I can run. I can play it. I can but did get all you? the stuff. There. Yeah, I okay. did until I knew my mom was going to come pick me up. And then, like, I can't get dirty because my mom's going to beat me if I get her clothes dirty. <laughs> so that was not going to be on the next episode of a little R&R. We're talking about abuse. Right. Um, but, I mean, that was like her scare tactic just to make sure my clothes stay clean. Right, right. No, I get it. Um, but... Yeah, that was that. That was me growing. That was me growing up. Like I and always thinking like I'm not other popular people. I don't dress like them. I don't have. I'm not in that friend group. So it, it make you feel like why? Like FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Like why? Why can't I be can part I of them? Be, and right. like you know, why does everyone like them? And why don't I have? You know, I have friends. You know, and everything like that. They were but, nerds. They, all of them were not nerds. I, I didn't come into my own. I would say I didn't come into my own until high school. So does, is that when you feel like you came into like so that insecurity of looks did that fade in high school? Like did you come into that and yes. start? Okay. If so it, what was that moment like? What was it? Not moment. That's just not specifically the moment, but like what changed and created this? Okay, you know what? That's not a necessarily insecurity anymore. What change? I mean, you just you just gotta accept it mm-hmm. at a point. Like you you just got it. Like it is what it is. And okay, I'm skinny. I'm going to be skinny. I might as well buy stuff for the skinny person. Like it, it's not going to change. I gotta start. Everyone at high school, you have that moment where you start to find yourself and fi- figure out what works for you. I mean, because in middle school and everything like that, your parents are dressing. You just put on what, what they, they take, right? What yep. they pick out what you have available. But in high school, you know, you get a little bit more leeway as far as like what your style is and Figure what you like to out. wear mm-hmm. and everything like that. So that was my turning point in high school. And I started to become a little bit more popular, quote unquote, with some of the people and everything like that and like personality starts to form and mm-hmm. and so forth and so I didn't come into my own with it's but I didn't get comfortable until I was twenty one. Oh yeah, duh. No, I'm like like literally I again I was never like beating myself up, but I just you know how you just know you you know who you are. So it's mm. like I'm not really I'm not I'm not the the looker of the group, right? So in all of my circles then when I was younger and my best friend was still best friend now, um he was the outgoing, attractive, dark skinned body, all of that. I was the skinny brown boy who wore t shirts and je- like literally t shirts, jeans and case then When I got out of Washington State and went to I was overseas and I said you know what I need to be comfortable like I want to be comfortable I I had to figure out what I did not like about myself Mm -hmm. and what what could I do so the first thing I did was like you I had glasses I came out them glasses and got some contacts that was the first step into figuring out I didn't get that till I was 18 I was 21 and when when that happened that was the first like okay and then um I think I just started paying more attention to what I was wearing mm-hmm. and figuring out what I liked and all of that. So I decided, I guess, in a sense that this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with it. And I think that when you do that, when you become comfortable with who you are, whatever that insecurity is, then other people are more accepting because mm-hmm. now you have a a, a sense. They of don't see comfort. it as something they can pick on you about. Yeah, because you're not yeah. insecure about it. Right, you're, exactly. You, you've, ex- you've accepted that this is who I am, this is what I look like, and th- I can do this to improve whatever I don't like, and that's going to be that. But I think that I carried myself much different. Mm-hmm. And that's where I don't, I won't say that people, and like I said, I don't think people ever really pick, like my my appearance, like my nose is probably the one thing that people, I would, oh, your nose is so big. And I'm just like, but I think as I was younger, my nose was probably the same size. <laughs> <laughs> so my nose was probably much bigger then than, than it is now because it fits my face. But um, yeah, I think that the, the biggest thing for me was accepting it one, accepting, accepting that this was what it was going to be. And if I was going to change anything, what? Can I do it? Okay, I can. I'm going to do that and get comfortable in that. Right. And again, that air of confidence you have, not cocky at all, but just confidence. People respect it, I feel like. So I, I, while you were talking, I realized my 
turning point as far as when I started accepted would have been around 10th grade again, high school, when I started modeling. Um, okay. Because, of course, modeling kicked off. What shit? What year did I graduate? Oh, okay. This man has a whole career in modeling. Girl, oh, shit. <laughs> this, this is Whatever. the Cynthia what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, but that's, I mean, but joining that modeling group uh, back in Baltimore is what gave you the confidence that let you know that you're cute and you're, you know, you, you're fine how you look. Right. Because at that time, someone saw me like, okay, he's good, he's cute, he fit, like you're skinny, so you look like all the other boys that we need to sell boy clothes to and everything like that. You you fit that size. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was other male models. That I was like, oh, like it's other. And they were accepting like, no, bro, walk like this and don't walk with your head down. Walk with your head up. You need to right. look this way and you do this and okay. you do that. So that in me is what gave me confidence because leaving school and then going here with these other group of people that are basically doing the same thing that I'm doing and I may be skinny, he may have a body, but we're all working together right. type of there's situation. No shaming or exactly. Like there there's no shame and everyone's helping everyone and what they do. So and it just made like, oh my God, I wanna I want my body to look like that. But me being skinny stayed with me whew, I didn't when get I a body. Right, I didn't get a, <laughs> I didn't get a body until twenties, like twenty three, maybe twenty three, twenty five, somewhere between there. Is like when I started to like I'm go into to the gym. When did I see, because I, I was gone for a few years. Yeah, you, yeah, I, yeah, you were gone. Yeah, when, but when you came back, I, I had it. You, yeah, I was like, you was in. I the had gym surgery, there. girl. <laughs> <laughs> let the let the streets tell it. My friend got a whole um Brazilian butt lift and all of that. <laughs> Um, but like I said, and when people start to see like that can't be used against you and like they have to find like a different angle, something else to attack you on. And of course, someone attacking you because of your insecurities, they're insecure about something else. As oh, well. absolutely. So absolutely. it doesn't and make sense you figure that shit out when you get older. Exactly. I was gonna say, <laughs> you don't realize that when you're younger because it's like, oh my God. I'm like, being bullied. I'm yeah, being attacked. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm being like, I was like, you kind of said the soft one. I, I, I wasn't aggressive until pushed. Like I felt like yeah. when I was aggressive, that was my only avenue. Like I had to or... I was gonna be beat the fuck up, and I was just like, "That ain't gonna be it." And, like, and ours is a little bit different because with me growing up in inner city, it's like you as a boy, you had to be tough. So mm-hmm. with me being soft, is like something that I fought because it was like, I'm not tough, I'm not rough, like I right. don't do that. But y'all can't accept me just because like that's just not what I do. Like that's just not who I am. Like I, I'm not attracted to these streets like that. Right. <laughs> well, see, and so then, in, in in Washington, the suburbs if you will there was no streets like the the, the the people that thought they were street weren't street like it was we were all middle like yeah. middle class and it was like they wanted to be hard but you're wearing the latest of everything because your mama and daddy bought it you're not in the streets like that so mm-hmm. it, it, it was one of those things where for me it was again I, I fit in to an extent but where I didn't I was aggressive and I thought I was I, I just wasn't I wasn't the one that was gonna sit back and be like okay no right. like I would at first I, at first I don't think that I think for a little while I was like I'm not gonna be fighting and stuff but then one day I remember it was PE one day <laughs> PE and this boy said something I said look this ain't this ain't that and we got it in and that was the beginning yeah, of that and high school everyone was like cool with me like everyone was like oh hey everyone like it Middle school, high school, everyone was good. What's up? What's yeah, going on? So, yeah. it is, it is what it is. So, and I had another growing. So, this was like younger. And it, it was one of those insecurities that for me, it was looking back, I feel like it was so internal. So, people that know me, um, I have a scar on my stomach. Hmm. I don't know why, I, like that whole pause, like, like I had a whole moment. This was deep. <laughs> it ain't even really that deep. Do we so, need to go to commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Where's our sponsor? So, um, when I was growing up, and I, I think I, I think I was like three or four, maybe five. I don't think I was in school yet, so I'm thinking three or four. Um, I was on my big wheel, and my cousins were pushing me, so they pushed me, pushed me, pushed me, whatever. I think I went down like a little bit of a hill, and the handlebars of the 
um, the handlebars of the big wheel kind of turned and jabbed me in the stomach. <gasps> so in jabbing me in the stomach, I ended up getting a blood clot in my pancreas. So my mother, the story, the way that I remember it is she said that I wasn't, like my stomach was hurting, whatever. So she took me to the hospital. They oh, so this was all internal. Yeah. Yeah. So they thought it was a hernia. Mm-hmm. So they did mm-hmm. that and it wasn't that. And so I had a blood clot in my pancreas this is the moral of the story. I had the scar. So as a kid, I felt like the scar went from right up under my neck all the way down to, like, all the way down my stomach. Mm. And I'm sure it was, to me, in, in my head, it was that big. And it never bothered me until I got around people. And they would be like, oh, my God, what is that? What is on your stomach? And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, let me. So I would go, when I would hang out with my cousins or be around water, because, yeah. I think I'm scarred. I don't do water. But I would take my shirt off and people would be like, oh my God, what is that? So I used to keep my shirt on. um, Mm. And I think, again, it was one of those, I had to realize that this is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I was very, like I said, I was insecure. In PE, I would, when I would change, I would be in a corner or in a stall. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want nobody to see my little scar on my stomach or whatever, right? Looked them, and, and now I look at it, and I'm like, the scar is like this big. It's it's not big at all, and maybe because I'm grown, it's not big, but or it's not as big as I thought it was then. Um, I think it's one of those things where it wasn't something I could change, so it's accepted. Um, I had thought about getting a tattoo, like a centipede or something, to kind of, but I was like, that's not a centipede. I couldn't think of anything else, so I was like, uh, but that was dumb. So I said, no, I'm not gonna do that. But it's even to the point, so for my 40th, um, I did photos, you know. And you I, did. I did the photos. And so the photographer, he called me and was like, hey, do you want me to edit, like. Just start um, out. Yeah. He was like, do you want me to. Um, Airbrush it? Airbrush or whatever. And I was like, no. And it took me back for a minute, like. But I'm like, that's me. Like, that's who I am. So to me, if you see it as my friend, you know scars are there. So. And, and and I and I think that to to me I feel like because it's different people remember, mm-hmm. but the, what I realize is that a lot of times people forget like they're not even thinking about it. So when I do take my shirt off, if we're at the beach with people, are like oh shit, you do have a scar, or oh yeah, you do have a scar, and it's not, it's not it's not what it used to be. Yeah. So when he called me, I was like, you know, and it, I, I didn't take it any type of way. I didn't feel disrespect or anything, but I was just like, because he, pro- I'm sure, there's a lot of people that have him Photoshop out some scars. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I was just like, no, that is exactly who I am. So I think again, accepting and just saying this is what exactly what it is, and it's what it's gonna be, and mm-hmm. you're gonna either accept. Now, I will say that for a very long time, very long time into my adulthood, um, sexual encounters, I didn't take my shirt off. Because people really? are weirded out. Like, they'll be like, what is it? Can I touch it? And I'm just like, what the fuck? So then I think another way that I tried to kind of not mask it, but tried to, like, make it not a big thing was mm-hmm. when people would ask about it, I would say, oh, I had a kid. Like, you know, a cesarean. Knowing, not knowing that I think a cesarean scar goes a whole different way. It does. <laughs> but it was like, it would be funny to me because people were like, wait, what? You, you, okay. So, um, I think that kind of joking on yourself is, is a, is a way that kind of gets mm. you out of that feeling some type of way. Cause if you can laugh at yourself, yeah. then, you right. know what I'm saying? Nobody else is going to be like, oh my, I, he, if I can laugh at it, ain't nobody going to try to get at me with it. So up until this, I thought that you got your scar in the line of duty. <laughs> <laughs> because we never talked what? about it. Because we never talked about it. We didn't, but So I, I thought it happened you during your time. Not, no. I mean, I don't know. Because <laughs> that would have been a good story. Like, like, and everything. Right, like, bitch, the fuck? <laughs> See, I'll be faking for him. Right. No. That's, <laughs> like, that's like a good story, though. <laughs> Look, when I do find him, it's hard to be like, oh, I got this car. You wouldn't know. Okay, let me yeah, tell you exactly. this story. Take him back. Yes. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. It was a good old big wheel. And a, a big wheel, girl. And a, a big wheel. And a blood clot in my pants. And a blood, girl. Um, <sighs> this sounds so 
it, it makes me roll my eyes thinking about it. Like even saying it because it sounds so like. So my like your insecurity was your scar. Mine is my was body. or is my body was or is now is still. I mean, I'm kind of like over it, like it is what it is. But this is what I in think of internally sometimes. Mm-hmm. So being that I was always skinny, mm-hmm. even with going to the gym, working out, I would still look at myself and see the same skinny, same skinny person I've over and over. That, yeah. So it was like, no matter what I did, no matter how much weight, like I remember I was 145 for the longest. I was like, I have to gain weight. I have to gain. I have to gain weight. 145 pounds. 145 pounds. How tall are you? Just five ten. Okay, that's so, tiny. I was small. Are you five so, ten? I'm five ten. Girl, I don't believe that, friend. Well, you don't have to believe it. I'm five ten. Um, moving that on. Like five nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I. Gained the weight and I was like, okay, I'm like 185, I'm 190. I would still see the same skinny. 145. Right. Gotcha. So it it gives you a complex, oh, I'm still skinny. I need to work out more, this, that, and the third. Now I think I'm fat, but sometimes I still see like the same skinny That's so person. crazy. And then so. And, and people look like, oh my God, like you got this body, this, that, and right. that. And I, I would, and even if someone took a picture of me, I'm like, look how skinny I am. Like y'all don't see that? Like I'm skinny. Like I see that because I have, so I don't think it's insecurity, but a friend of mine, she always used to say that I have body, that I have or had body dysmorphia because when I look at myself, I see fat. Mm. Like I don't see myself, I don't see myself obese. I've never been fat, like yeah, in a literal sense, but I think for me, I've always been, and maybe because amongst even our friends, I'm one of the tallest, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I carry a little more weight because mm-hmm. I'm taller, but you have all of these other smaller, shorter, not smaller, but well, sh- shorter and smaller. Mm-hmm. So I, sometimes I look at pictures, I'm like, damn, I look like the big fat ass friend of the group. But then it takes somebody to be like, where do you see that at? Because right. a lot of people are like, what? And I'm just like, you? And people are like, where do you see skinny at? I'm just like, you don't see it? It's yeah. right there. Yeah. It's like, it's like literally right it's there. It's your <laughs> own personal like, yeah. thing. Um, but I don't know. Because that one, the the being, like, not that I think, again, not that I think that I'm literally fat, but I just think that I have more weight than I want. Mm-hmm. And that, to continue, for me, I continue to say that as a means to preventing me from really getting fat. But let me tell you something. With friends like y'all and the man I date, I, I can't be insecure. And I can't oh, no. I can't be sensitive. Child, Even if you are, you gotta keep this is your side. <laughs> you gotta go you gotta home and cry. Your other about that shit. <laughs> you gotta go home and cry well, by yourself. Ramon is my outlet <laughs> in this friend circle because But I, I the, think- the way that we clown each other and joke each other, it 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 build it builds up that confidence that no one else could step to us outside of our friend group and say anything about us. Right. Because we, yeah. we didn't already heard it. Not that I'm saying we didn't already heard it. Well, we you, didn't already you, laugh you don't about it. I want to say it because the wrong one here it is going to be a problem. And then on top of that, like you said, we've heard it. Like we've, we've said some of the illest shit to each other. Illest shit. And so I, shit where we were like, bitch. Damn, did you say that? Did you say it? But I just think, be looking. And then the people outside <laughs> of our circle, because I have a couple of friends that are just like, Oh my god, y'all talk to each other like I don't wanna We do. And I'm just like, well it's, I don't know I don't know how we got there. It's 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 health it, honestly it's healthy for us because when it comes from a genuine friend and we're just in the midst of conversation and we're just clowning each other, it it lets us know that okay, we can laugh about this. And I know that that person said it didn't there was no malicious intent behind it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it it's it goes off a little bit easier than someone that we don't know that just probably gonna add bitch you know you fat ass bitch to the end type and then of situation it's gonna be a whole right problem but we'll call you fat and like it it, it, it hurts my it fucking feelings girl <laughs> no I'm kidding I, I, again I'm not um that's not really an insecure like I said I think I think I use it as a means to just ensure that I don't ever just 
let go. Because I'm at a certain age now and shit just ain't moving like it used to. Girl, this quarantine shit ain't moved right at, since. At, at, for nobody. Girl. I feel like everybody just sitting around and just blowing up. Blowing up. It is what it is, girl. But, Fuck you. Right. Here we are. <laughs> I mean, somebody like it. Okay. <laughs> somebody or a few. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Then there's the whole. What's our next one for me? Education. So when I'm that's a trigger for me. Go ahead. It's a trigger for me too. So when I moved here, I moved here when I first got here in 2003. It wasn't a big deal, but when I got back in 2012, 2012 it was a whole thing. So um, when I graduated high school, I went to college and I decided that I didn't like college, so I dropped out of school, went back home, um, intended on going to community college because I felt like that was what you needed to do, and then I was like, well, that ain't gonna be it. Like I really don't like school. I didn't. I had a bill at the college that I went to. Um, so yeah, it was just like that's not my thing. So then when I decided to join the military, it was like okay, well this is a, a means to building a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I didn't. I didn't go into it like oh my god, I don't need education. It was more or less like okay, they're gonna pay for it, but mm-hmm. I still am working on my career as well. I got wrapped up in my career and. So when I got here, people were just like, oh my God, where did you go to school? And I'm like, well, I dropped out. No problem. Like, I had no qualms about having dropped out of school. Like, But when I realized that this community was like, oh, you didn't go to school? It was almost like, you're not really black. Like, you can't, you can't sit with us type of situation. <laughs> so then I was just like, well, fuck. Like, okay. So, um... It kind of, it, it was an insecurity for a while until I decided that, you know what, a, a good friend of mine said, everybody doesn't, every, school isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that, and it, 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 it's, it's going to sound bad, but I don't mean it to be bad at all. My mother was a, <clears throat> she, she was the, the one in the family that did everything the right way Mm. in a sense so she was in school she did really good in school like grammar school and all that stuff i said grammar school because she's older (laughs) (laughs) shout out to mom but she did really good so through high school and everything she did really good so then um she had me when she was 20 Mm. yeah 20 so a lot of times for young mothers that stops the show Mm. you know what i'm saying but she persevered and went to college and she went on and did things like so that was my role model right i felt like that's what i needed to do i'm not a school i'm not into that like school is not my thing i recognize that it's it's what i need to do in the in the in the day that we live in i have to because it's it's necessary but i feel like it was it was a little bit of pressure maybe but i guess not enough because it's again it wasn't what i wanted so all that to say you get here you have these different people kind of shunning you because you didn't do this and then you're like well fuck well why didn't i do why didn't i go to school when i when i was there why didn't i finish and it was it was just a lot so i found myself feeling like less than i guess in a sense and then i had to realize that I make the rules for my life and I'm going to do what I want in the time that I want to. And it's going to work for me. So that was my kind of aha moment. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be put against your expectations of Mm -hmm. what I should be doing at my age or whatever. I'm going to do what works for Reese and I'm going to be good because... That's just what it is. Like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live up to every, it, maybe in anyone's standards. But if I have my own and I'm living up to those, then I'm good. So that's where my whole like, I guess, overcoming that insecurity was more or less accepting and owning who I am and mm-hmm. knowing and being comfortable in that. Right. And and moving forward. All right. So I feel like that was like a whole dissertation. It, I know what was. a dissertation is okay. because you I know. do go to school, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe not when you did. So, um, like I said, education is it. It was. Uh, I'll put it in past tense because um, it's it's not it's no longer an insecurity of of mine itself. 
Um, naturally, of course, I wanted higher education after, you know, graduating high school and everything like that. But I did go into, you know, start working and everything like that. But in the back of my mind, I have to go to school, I have to go to school. So like you, similar, I enrolled, I did a semester and I dropped out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't focused. I wasn't really into it. Like it just wasn't my time. You went right after high school? No. Okay. This was a few years later. Okay. So I just wasn't, uh, um, I just wasn't ready. And, um, as time went on and you grow as an adult and you meet different people and my insecurity as far, like when I went the first time I went because it's something that I wanted to, I wanted to do. It wasn't any pressure behind it, but I realized I'm not focused. I'm not mm-hmm. giving it my all that I should be giving to it. Um, but then it came to the aspect of the people that I were, I was dating made me feel less of because mm. I didn't go to school and mm-hmm. they were either in one was in school at the time and pursuing what he wanted to do. And then the one after that had graduated and his degrees is all that he'll tell you that he has. So, um, as time went on and you grow and you're getting into different circles and meeting different people, you find out, of course, you know, they're educated. They went to school here and this, mm-hmm. then and third. So how I started to look at it as if, yes, you went to college, you have your master's, you have accomplished this, you went to this school, you went to that school. But at the end of the day, we're sitting here in the same club. We're still here at the same lounge. I can go to the, the same table. I can go table. to the same restaurant that right. you go to. I can pick up the tab like you picked up the tab. Right. Um, and you start to notice that even though these people are, and and maybe I guess the circles that we re- that we came in contact with were different. No one, I, and this was said, no one that I met in a friend capacity made me feel less of because I didn't go to a school versus the people that I was dating. No, I think it was the same so, thing. I think that for me, it wasn't... So the friends that I met, yeah, it, it was the day. And honestly, they never even brought it up as far as, oh, you didn't go to school. Like, it, it was it was never brought up. It was more so this Ramon, he cool, I bang with him, this type of shit. Right. Like, we all do the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's where we're connecting that. Like, at, like education never played a factor. Like, I can sit here and have... A, a, regular a, a regular conversation with you, an in-depth conversation with you. Just because I didn't go to the schools doesn't mean that we can't sit here and have a conversation. So they never made me feel less than. However, I do know people that do act like that. Yeah. If you did not go to school, if you did not, um, and everything like that. So it, I think it's it, mostly it, the dates because I it, feel like it, the same way. Definitely. I when you're for getting me. to know, for me too. When you're getting to know someone, it's like, okay, well, where, did you, where did you go to school? So for me now, I'm just like, listen, we can have that conversation all day. Like, I'm not, I'm not more impressed with somebody that went to a particular type of school. You can have I, all the degrees in the world and still be a piece of shit. Ex- exactly. <laughs> and and have, period. And, yeah. So and have none and be smart as hell. And be, or, 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 right. It, I it, think it, every it, it it some people are instilled that if you have your education, you have to be basically put up here. But when I started to and I used to feel bad that oh my god, I didn't finish, I didn't go to college, I didn't obtain this higher education, I'm not going to be accepted again back to school mm-hmm. when I couldn't fit in with the other crowd because I didn't dress a certain way or look a certain way. I felt as if because I didn't have the education, I'm going to be limited limited to the people that I can hang around and that wasn't the case because those people they shit we I, I, you have to look at it like we all doing the same thing like period at the end of the day, regardless different. of your education right we do the same exact thing I can buy what you buy you know what I mean like right. we can sit here and have a conversation I like what you like it it, it is what it is and with where I'm at now, like, D, let me know, like, you know, I want you to go back to school. Like, I know that, you know, you want to do it as well, but we will get to that bridge when you are ready. 
So when I enrolled into school now, it's because I made the decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready to go back. I I'm I can be more focused. I can be more into it. I now know what I want to go into versus mm -hmm. guessing what the right. fuck I want to do. Doing something just because. Right. Just just because just to say I went and it feels a lot better now doing mm -hmm. it versus the other ones that would force me. Oh, you gotta go back and Pressure. and everything. I yeah. remember. Yeah, I can recall like that feeling that pressure to live up to someone else's standard and it's like but that's it doesn't i mean i guess education does change you in a sense but not necessarily i am at the core of who i am that's who i am you know what i'm saying um having a higher education of course it's going to be competitive in the workforce and everything like that but i don't feel like it defines a person right and you know what really like made the biggest difference for me as far as like education and having education not and well higher education sorry because mm -hmm. i don't want to say like like you know, people, right exactly <laughs> i did you know i dropped out in kindergarten um, <laughs> 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 when i went to when i went to cabo um oh. everyone there yeah i would everyone there had went to an HBCU. Okay. All of them graduated high high education, black excellence in the whole fucking okay. house. Let me tell okay. you. Everything. Like it was just amazing to look at. But it made me feel like the fact that I was the only one like I didn't go to an HBCU. I didn't have that higher education. However, I'm still here on the same vacation, same length of time doing everything that you guys are doing right. and it it never came up in a conversation but just to feel like that piece of us does not matter like we're just here enjoying ourselves as one company and everything like that and no judgment. That, right the insecurity set in like oh my god like i know all of them went there but when you get there it's like oh my god hey what's up we doing shots like right it doesn't it doesn't matter when people when you have genuine people where it doesn't matter and you're just looking at a person for who they are like it is what yes their education it plays a factor when when you want to get into the work world and what they right. do and everything and it was interesting to know that you work for this company and you're doing this one of the people was a psychiatrist i'm like damn mm. Like, shit. Like, okay, come on, black doctor. Okay. And, like, one working in PR, and they've been working with celebrities and everything like that. But at the end of the day, we just all here having a good-ass time. And, like, none of that matter. Only time that should matter, when everyone was up at, it was a two-hour time difference. So, everyone's up at, like, five o'clock in the morning on, like, video conference, on yeah. the phone, talking to people. That's the only time it clicked. But once they, once those laptops shut and those phones hung up, the human we, in we all went back to being normal. Yeah. So, that I think, like, that was, like, my eye-opener. Like, it really doesn't matter. And I can hang out with these people and have a good-ass time because they're just regular people. Well, I don't think that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to some people. And I think the, the, the people... It doesn't define who you are exactly. in a sense. It depends on where it's being applied at. If right. we're just friends getting together, it's, it's not it, going to make a difference. Right. But if it, I want to network with you and find out what you do and, and if I want to give you my resume, right. exactly, then yeah. it can come into play. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I get it. Like I feel like it's definitely goals. Like You want to be educated and all of that. But my thing is I don't feel so... I had to get out of being on other people's time and realize that I mm -hmm. used to do what I wanted when I wanted mm -hmm. and when it worked for me. So that's where I'm at with it. Like I, I, I didn't I, find out this one went to an HBCU until at least two years later. Really? Like I did not know. I went to an HBCU. I dropped out, but <laughs> I went. You went. I was there. Well, no tea, no shade. It's a few people that did that. Right. There, there's people. Can we be honest? There's people walking around talking about their degree when they're not. Stop it. It's people that's going to homecoming for schools that they didn't, they didn't even attend. But that's neither here nor there. That's right. not, that's, that's not, not what our show is about. We're not talking about these people and what well, they... I mean, when they want to throw it in your face, it's a different story. Right. And that's the only... T Listeners, that's the only time you will bring it up. If you know that motherfucker ain't complete, that school that they going to homecoming for, 
you know, keep it in your back pocket. And when that bitch pop off, when they start popping them guns, and they, and they try to make it seem like they got this, that, and the third from that school that they didn't graduate from, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you. That's when it's okay to bring it up. But other than that, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It, but it matters. Yeah. Enough on that. <laughs> Enough on that. So I feel like the discussion, the the conclusion is that we're secure. And so I feel like being secure in your insecurities means that you recognize and definitely you recognize get over the and recognizing is the most important piece. Okay. Like if you can recognize what it is and come to grips with yourself about it, make peace within yourself, not That's with what, other people or the thing itself that is yes that i think i think that that's one thing that so many people miss is when when you aren't good with yourself Mm -hmm. you're never gonna be good like trying people can sense that yeah and that's why you are a target that's why you're Uh only that's i won't say that's why these are reasons why i think that let me use my I statements. I learned that in um, counseling. Um, <laughs> but that's why I feel like people, if, if you show that insecure, and I'm not even saying don't be vulnerable, but you have to know the people. You know what I'm saying? You have to know who you're dealing with and how they're going to, not how they're going to, but if they're going to use that information against you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know that you feel a certain way about your body. Am I going to walk around calling you bony bitch like you know knowing that you have a and and not not that you do now but you know what i'm saying like you get it and i think that people have to like you said come to grips with it themselves deal and move on know know that if you're good within yourself can't nobody else affect you can't nobody else affect it's, it's you. done and that to me is the secure and insecurity when you've accepted and you are good within can't nobody say shit at all and you own it and that's all. i said in, oh, that's not one, period, <laughs> but it's coming. Go ahead. I sat in a room with people that went to a PWI and people that went to, and half of the room PWI, half of the room HBCU. Mm-hmm. And they are, they sat there and argued the difference between the two. Mm. So it, it, it was an interesting it was an interesting conversation to see them go back and forth and talk about their experiences. And basically, you can't shame me for going to an HBCU and you can't shame me for going to a PWI. This was my experience. This taught me this, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. The sad part is I facilitated the conversation. Mm. The one that didn't go didn't to neither. neither. <laughs> I was able to be like, okay. But you're, you have, you're a little bit excited. Calm down because you're not listening to what this person right. said. Like I was able to facilitate and get them to hear versus yelling across the room about their experience. Like people were getting mad and like frustrated. Oh, yeah. Just like, whoa, like let's take a breather. Let this person talk. And like the one person, <laughs> the one person that didn't go to neither is in here facilitating between the both of y'all how to talk to each other. And that says, that speaks volumes. <laughs> that says a lot like it 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 means but it was a good honestly it was a good conversation to hear both of their sides um about this like i understood both sides i understood where they were coming from they they, everyone made good arguments for both but the the end result was you know we're black we're here we we made it in this and third so we shouldn't beat up each other but you, we need to just basically respect the differences as far as where we went and how. And sometimes it dealt with geographic. It dealt with how much each school cost and mm-hmm. what my major was. And this offered this versus this school down here did not offer. So it it it, it was it was very good. This was, was this work related? Or no, it wasn't. Oh, okay, it was a group of, group of group, just, group of friends. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's dope. But I'm secure to know that I didn't go to neither. But here I am. <laughs> but getting, here I am. Getting y'all educated bitches together. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping y'all in line. The one that ain't. No, I think that's dope. And again, it, it shouldn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't matter if you're educated or not. But it it's, it does say a lot. And, it, and it's, I don't know, it seemed like I wasn't there, so I can't speak to the conversation. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it, was, it, sounds like it was very insightful. Yeah. Um, but to, to go back and um, to your closing itself of being secure, um, take that look at yourself in the mirror and just basically 
you know, love yourself and for who you are and what's there. If it's that scar, if it's that extra role, if it's that stretch mark, if it's what whatever it may be, especially if you can't change it. Mm-hmm. You know that you can't change. There's nothing. There's there's nothing medical. There's no surgery that can change it. Accept it. Love it for what it is. It is you. There's a and, silver lining in everything. That's one thing that I've learned again later in life. There's always a silver lining, and mm-hmm. if you look for that, that to me, I, I am I'm the person that I literally, and this is like my my thing. So when I'm at work. Or when I'm anywhere, people are like, oh, you know, how you doing? Or good morning, how you doing? I'm like, I'm amazing. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm amazing. And I'm, they're like, well, wow, that's that's really bold to say. Or that's different. And and I mean this. I literally live by this. I get up in the morning and I say, you know what? I'm going to be amazing and I'm going to have an amazing day. Mm-hmm. Because it's a choice. I can choose I can start to doing that. allow these things to... And it's it's not easy all the time because when you have those days where shit is just kind of piling on top of you, you're like, what the fuck? Um, it's like, this hard. bitch ain't hear me outside. I was amazing. Right, <laughs> right. But I'm saying when like like this week, this week has been a week for me. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of talked about it before we got started. Um, but through that, I was just like, I can choose to sit in this shit mm-hmm. literally or rise above and be beyond it. And I feel like when you set that tone for yourself. Nobody can bring you down because mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. you're in control of you. Mm-hmm. That's another lesson that I learned. We can go into lessons all day, but yeah, <laughs> um, you you got to find the security for yourself and yeah, don't look for the validation in someone else to make you feel bad about something that you or good. Yeah, and good. and honestly, and if you know that it's something that you can change, set that goal for yourself. Don't set it on someone else's time. There. Your timeline is your timeline. If someone else, you know, went to school before you were able to go to school, bought the house before you were, got that promotion before you did, set it on your time. Pace yourself at your own level. You don't have to race against someone else's clock to make yourself feel better about something because it it needs to feel good within you. Now, of course, if you racing against someone and that's going to make you feel good, right? If if you're that competitive, then by all means, do it. But do it when you're ready, not because someone else thinks that you should be ready or whatever the case may be. And especially if it's not fulfilling to you, if it don't make you feel good in in the inside, then what's the fucking point? What there is no fucking point. I'm not doing. Then you're gonna do all that and feel nothing, right? Nothing. I I, I actually that too. (laughs) I gotta. I was um, talking to someone recently, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and we were talking about this project that's coming up. And they mentioned you. And they was like, oh, you know. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I know that we worked on projects before together. And I was like, I know my friend, this isn't his thing, but it would be good mm-hmm. for me. So mm-hmm. my selfish self was like, it would be good if we, like, if I was to get on and you were to get on, it would be cool because we could work together. But I said, in my head, I was like, my friend doesn't necessarily like this. But I feel like that's one of those examples where you could potentially do something and say, okay, I'm doing it because my friend is doing it and mm-hmm. I want support. But then it's selfish of me to even be like, well, do this with me because I want you there. But I know that it's not your passion or I know that it's not something that you're into or whatever. I would give it my all because it's you. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, But I feel like the point is you have to sit in and really figure out for you what it is that you want to do and and how you want to do that and not again living through not living through but living for because I did that for a long time I think for my mother that whole education piece with my mother like my mother to me nobody can tell me she's not superwoman I think that she's (laughs) fucking amazing like dead ass and I think she's one of the dopest people in the world like outside of being my mother I think she's dope as fuck. I can't wait till moms come on. I know that's gonna be that's gonna be so good they're coming she's they She's already agreed. I think your mother agreed. I don't think I talked to her yet. Okay. But I'm going to talk to her. Well, she, she, she got no choice. She, she got no Right. She listens. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Be, but I just think that for a very long time, I wanted to live up to what she had done. And we had a conversation. And she said, I have no expectation of you doing anything that I did. You have to do everything for yourself. And that was, for me, that freed me of that pressure. 
You know, that and, and the pressure I had put on myself because she never put it on me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, again, I, I, I'm going to keep on saying you have to have to have to find that security within your insecurities to just be like it. It, it takes a weight off of you. You feel lighter, and then you can just do and move how you want to move. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was it. That was good, friend. That was it. I do before we go because I know we about to wrap it all the way. Up. <laughs> I do have a shameless plug. Um, and we had talked about it a couple weeks ago. I had done a project called Addicted to You. Is it called Addicted to You? Is that bad? Ma'am, you should have worked on this uh, no. plug before it's you It's called can. Addicted to You. So I worked on this um, web series called Addicted to You. It's a four-part web series. It's on YouTube. So I want you guys to go out and check it out. Support, support, support. It's um, If you look up King, K-I-N-G, Liam, L-I-A-M, Presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, um, it's on his page. He has a plethora of web series, a couple that I've been a part of. Vermont has been a part of one as one or two, maybe. I can't remember. I can't keep up with his IMDB. I found. <laughs> <laughs> but no, check out King Liam Presents. Um, the newest project is called Addicted to You. I think we're three episodes in, so there's one more. It's actually really good. It's an, it, What I love about his work is that it's thought-provoking. I think mm. it kind of gives an essence of what we do. You you create something that people can look at and have a dialogue about. Okay. So um, check that out. Check me out. You know, <laughs> leave a comment. Let them know that, you know, Mr. Reese sent you or whatever. Um, so, yeah. What's, what's, what, what, That's that it. it? That's that it, friend. Okay. Well, cheers to that. This cheers. is good. I think that, you know, every now and then we get a little... We do. Like, we do. People are like, oh my god, you guys are so funny. But every now and then we get a little. We got some words of wisdom and shit. Okay, I'm happy about it. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Reese. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to another episode of A Little R and R. Please go out to IG and follow us at A Little R and R Podcast. That is A L I L R A N D R P O D C A S T. And if you have any questions, thoughts, suggestions, or opinions about any of our episodes, please reach out to us at ramontandreese at gmail.com. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.